I was gonna rip his heart out. I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal and vicious and most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynx is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from Nairclaw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. Are you saying now, Mike? Yo. Yo, that shit get me crazy every time I hear that shit. We gonna act like Mike never never even said none of that shit? Like, we just gonna act like that never came out of his mouth? Okay, all right. Well, listen, this your man, JD. G2 Podcast. Streaming on That's Your Man Podcast. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's pretty memorable moments right there, and, and with, with um, Brother Tyson. Uh, the story I have for today is uh, is a is kind of it's kind of comical, I guess you could say. Um, so the Mike Tyson Bruce Sheldon fight in '96. Mind you, I'm bouncing in Lang City at the time. I'm working at this club, head of security at the time, called the Wonder Gardens. Uh, La Bentley's, if you were Spanish. Uh, we had a guy working with us who was Bruce Sheldon's brother. Uh, we called him Monet. His name was Monet. Uh, if you don't know Bruce Sheldon, Google him, look him up. Uh, he was a contender, heavyweight contender for the title. He fought Mike Tyson in 96. He was under, well, both of them were under um, uh, Don King, I guess. He was the promoter at the time. And the thing was, Bruce Sheldon was from Alang City. He was, a, he was a gangster from Alang City. I've seen Bruce Sheldon fight twice. One in the club and one on the street. And I fought one time in front of him. We fought some dudes in front of the McDonald's that used to be across from the transportation center. It was me and a couple of my young boys. We were young at the time and we were fighting these other dudes. And he pulled up in this Mercedes and he he watched us fight for a little while. And he saw we got the best of them dudes. He then he stepped in, was like, yeah, yeah, chill, chill, chill. He gave all of us some money. And he's like, y'all chill, though. Y'all chill. He's like, y'all need to put that energy in the ring. So I will say he did try and say some positive shit to us. Um, but when I got older and I saw him in the nightclub and he beat the shit out of this dude, I'm telling you, he rocked the fuck out of this dude at the bar. And he was always a big, solid, symmetrical, cut motherfucker. Like, he just looked like the type of motherfucker you ain't want to fuck with. And in the city, he had a rep for having hands. Like... You ain't want to fuck with his handwork. Like, matter of fact, in the ring, they said he had a jab that was almost comparable to Larry Holmes. And Larry Holmes had a hell of a left jab. Um, so they said his jab was almost as good as Larry Holmes, if not as good as Larry Holmes. Right. So he just had that demeanor, that presence where, like, you ain't want to fuck with that nigga. Like, he was just muscled out. So um he he got a lot of he got a lot of respect in the hood in Atlantic City just like he right off the rip. Um So like I said uh his brother this is fat dude <laughs> and he definitely wasn't cut from the same type of cloth. He you could tell he was the the soft brother. So supposedly 
they was he was supposed to he got a he got a job at the club as a bouncer and he kept trying to he was trying to act like he was going to be the head of security and all this old crazy shit and the only reason why a lot of niggas didn't contest him is because he was Bruce Sheldon's brother and he got away with a lot of shit with me included because he was Bruce Sheldon's brother like ain't nobody want to see Bruce with them hands like nobody wanted to see that shit like niggas would be like yo I had to shoot this motherfucker like it's like we're all rap so off of the strength of that and who his people was and all that, like a, he got a pass on a lot of shit, but he was a he was a bitch ass nigga on some real shit. Um, so he making moves, he trying to get close to RD, he doing all this stuff because he the go to, he the in between between him and his brother. So supposedly for this fight with Mike Tyson and Bruce Sheldon, I think RD invested a lot of money in. An after party that we was going to throw. We was going to do like a whole thing. It was going to last like a whole weekend or some shit. Um, Artie flew out with him, Monet, and with Bruce's camp to Vegas to go for the fight for Mike Tyson with Mike Tyson. And then if you haven't seen it, <laughs> Google it. Google his shit and watch it on YouTube. He took the hopes and dreams of everybody in Atlantic City and everybody in New Jersey. Everybody on the East Coast, but primarily. And just flushed them shits down the toilet. Like he made he made himself look so bad it was ridiculous. And after that, he had no respect. His brother, <laughs> his brother tried to come back to the club and work. So we did like I think it might have been because I think that fight was on a Saturday or something. And Artie and them, Artie said. So this is what this is what I heard. So after after the fact, they said that. First of all, you got to watch the fight and you got to see how the shit went down, like how he threw the fight. He didn't even make it look good. So on Bruce's defense, I'm going to tell you what, what Bruce said. Uh, if you Google it, you may find it somewhere. He said that he got hit by Mike Tyson and it was he he never got hit as hard as he got hit by another man before. But when he when he got hit by Mike Tyson it was the hardest he got hit by by any other man. And. He said he just he couldn't he didn't want to get hit again. He, he didn't want to go on. So that's what he said. That's what he said. That came out of Bruce Sheldon's mouth. Um, Artie tells me that he wouldn't even talk to nobody once they left the ring because they was all up in the room. Artie said he went and got his shit and immediately flew back. Like he didn't even wait around. He just came back to uh, to Lang City. Um. His brother, I think he came back that next weekend. We 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 tried to do something. Now we got you know we had to change up the whole schedule because it was supposed to be the whole weekend for Bruce. He's supposed to, even if he didn't win, it's like you fought Mike Tyson. You know what I'm saying? You put on a good show. Now it was kind of like we had to figure, you had to do some other shit. So I think Monet came to the club and it was on a Friday, and it was just a regular night. It was a regular night. It wasn't it was nothing special. We just had a regular DJ. It wasn't even that packed, honestly. I think it was just me and B Night there and a couple other dudes. And Monet was in there. And soon as niggas saw him, dudes went at his neck. Like, yo, what the fuck is up with your brother, man? Yada, yada, yada. And he tried to, he didn't say no slick shit, but he was just trying to talk to him. And somebody slapped the dog shit out of him. cow. This motherfucker grabbed his face and took off. 
And we ain't seen that motherfucker since then. I think he's still running. This was back in 96. So he never came back to the club. He never came back to work. I never saw him in Lang City again. Like, just none of that. Like, I've never seen this dude again to this day. Um, but they, they slapped the dog shit out of this motherfucker in the club in front of everybody. Like, his motherfucker, all that. So <laughs> we always knew he was bitch, but he always tried to talk like, Nah, 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 I ain't, nah, I, I handle mine, nah, nah, hey, hey, motherfucker, all right, man, get the fuck out of here. So that was the story with that, and supposedly Bruce Sheldon opened up a boxing gym in Pensacola, right, side out, right outside of Camden, I think off of Route 130, and he couldn't get any business, like nobody would come to his boxing gym, so... Then he, he eventually closed it up, and I don't know. I guess he moved somewhere else. Like you don't hear no more about the dude. But um, yeah, he he fucked his whole life up with that. Like just for that little, he got that little payday. He got that money, but he he was so embarrassed at how he did it. Like and to know that this dude was supposed to be like that dude. Like I seen this man in action. I seen this dude. He was kind of like a little idol of mine when I was a little young boy, a little you know, a little young boy in, in, in the hood. And, that's why, you know, everybody talking about would you take a hit from Mike Tyson for a million? I don't know, because he said he got hit by him and he didn't want to get hit again. So, I don't know. Mike Tyson said, uh, everybody got a plan until you get punched in the mouth. So, I don't know. Sometimes you got to reevaluate what you're saying. You know, I've said it myself back in the day. I let Mike Tyson hit me for a million dollars. Yeah, no, no, maybe I wouldn't. What's a million dollars if you can't spend that shit? Yeah, you know I mean, I'd be on some Stephen Hawking shit. I don't know who. Nah, right, man, that ain't no way to live. And, Cause you got a million. Uh, Mike in his heyday? Ah, oh, shit. I don't know. I don't know. So that's my story with Mike Tyson and Bruce Sheldon fight of 1996 uh, with his bitch ass brother, dude named Monet. Uh, I was crazy as hell. So that's that story. I may have one more story to tell you guys, possibly. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. But like I said, I appreciate y'all. Keep fucking with us on G2 Podcast. If you like it, send me an email. Send me a DM. Y'all know my shit and all my handles. Holla at your man.